Welcome. That was very short. Well, I turned it down. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh. I was kind of getting into it. All right, welcome to Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast. This is episode 12-4, so that's World 12, episode 4. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Bruce <laughs> And every week we get together, we hang out, we chill out, we listen to great video game music of all generations all consoles, and um, I just want to say, Pernell, how are, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in like two days, so getting worried about you. I ate my pineapple fried rice and my sangamaka gaka curry. I don't even know what it was by name anymore, but I just know it was delicious. Um, getting through, barreling through the crappiest of holidays, as it were, but I am doing so with much love from Monster Hunter World lately, which has been kind of my crack and everything in between. All right. Um... How about you? Good. Just playing Celeste. That's all I do. That's all I do now. I've been trying to do more of that, too, but then Monster Hunter shows up and is like, hey, buddy, need you fix? I got a Rathalon, a Rathian over here for you. Just tap the vein, and then all the next thing you know, boom. Yeah. Five hours are gone as I sharpen hammers and stab wildlife so I can wear their pelts for coats. Yeah, that game is just killing things. Killing ferocious beasts to wear their garments to use to kill their children. It's really morbid, and yet also it works because a lot of the wildlife actually wants to eat you when it sees you too. Like these guys aren't dormant. <laughs> well, I like that. So it's you're not. You got to work for your food. Exactly. Um, so this week on the show we have another guest. We have another amazing band or band members hanging with us from another band. Um, I'm gonna stop right there. I'm gonna introduce yes. <laughs> members of. Random battles. We have Rex and uh, John. What's up, guys? Hey. Thanks, guys. How's it going? Going pretty good. Pretty good, though. We need to get out of the way immediately on the purpose of the show's recording. That <laughs> voice is a pure radio voice. You can't knock it. It's too good. Oh, I thank you. Yes. It has been featured on the radio once or twice. Uh-huh. See, it's, it's honed and seasoned. Yeah, we're only allowed to do podcasts, and that's that's a government regulation. Hey, man, that's a good place to start. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get them to I did a podcast it. once. Oh, what was it? And now I'm a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> money, money, money. But funny enough, the topic that we ended up going with this week was kind of inspired by your band's name. Yeah, the earlier conversation was like, let's do fighting game music. And then like at the uh, end, yeah. I completely forgot and was like, no, wait, your name is Random Battles. Let's do battle music or hopefully we should, random we battles. Stick to script. Stick, stick to in a script. Yes. I always, whenever I'm like, hey, maybe something else would be cool. It's like, nope, stick to script. <laughs> it's easy to make choices when There's they're all made for you. Plenty of battle music yep. out there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I think it's funny, though, that I originally wanted to do it was the topic was random battles. So I was like, I'm going to focus specifically on random battles, and not not random battles. And it turns out, I just completely derailed and said, "Well, when you when you when you cover both of those, then you get a lot of options, that both is. random battles and not random battles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?" So the first thing that popped into my head, I was like, "Oh, this one boss battle," and I was like, "Wait." That's not really what a random battle is. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of reset. <laughs> yeah, it's helpful not to, uh, to to veer 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 away from some of that. Try try to keep it a little little bit focused. Um, I I am curious though about random battles. How did you guys get together, and how long have you been together? Well, together is a 
tough word. Uh, we we came together after uh, Andy Porter and I left Entertainment System. Mm. He went to California. I went to Denver. We uh, just had some leftover arrangements. I was getting into engineering, so we were just kind of like a recording project. A uh, s- couple of years went by. We started on a full-length album, got like a full-length, you know, uh, together, got yeah. a band together. Just played like conventions. We did like Comic-Con and BitGen, MAGFest, stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, for about a year, put that album out, went dormant. And then this year, uh, or last year, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, came back and put Reboard together, got this new lineup, and we like practice like on a regular basis. It's crazy. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> weird. You actually, so, get, yeah, you actually get together and like do the same just, song over and yeah, over. Yeah, I see the same five people. Like... <laughs> More than twice. It's crazy. So, like, I've been noticing all these connections between all these bands. Other members of the band, would I recognize them from other groups? Current lineup is John Smelter, who's yep. to my left. So, and I'm, I'm in obviously uh, random battles. I play uh, guitar in Rare Candy uh, with uh, Chris Baines and the other dudes. I know Chris Baines has been on the show. Um, uh, I'm also in a band called Cowabunga Pizza Time, yeah. which is ninja party rock about pizzas <laughs> and, Love it. and kicking bad guys' butts and stuff. Um, both me and Rex were in Entertainment System for a little while. Um, and Different uh, different time periods. Different time periods. Same, Actually, same instrument in Entertainment System, yeah. which is... Son was my replacement. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Same and then, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Tyler Merchant, who was in Entertainment System as well, mm-hmm. is our bass player. Chris Lee, who was very briefly in which yeah. was an offshoot of Entertainment System. And Lauren Anderson, who's also in Cowabunga Pizza Time and F-City and uh, what else are Devoids and uh, Well-Paid Scientists. She's a lot of and, uh, <laughs> Yeah. And she's having my baby next month. Oh, hey, congratulations! The best band of them all. Yeah, the one to rule the mill. Because now they all gotta stop for a little bit. But of course, so we can have a baby. What will the babies play? What instrument will the baby play? Right. Baby has a choice of ukulele or melodica <laughs> to start. Uh, okay. We need some more depth in the band, so we can't go with a traditional instrument at this point. Like, yeah. My kid's gonna grow up and he's not gonna, not gonna be able to choose their own instrument. You're like, no, 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 no. We need a drummer. You're drumming. Sorry. <laughs> Tell you, man. Stick to script. Get on the sticks. Stick to script. Um, You're a drummer, baby. So, um, why don't we listen to some awesome video game music? Um, maybe sure. some stuff that has inspired you guys, stuff that we can just enjoy and rock out to, and then um, get the conversation going. So... You're the guest, so why don't you start us off with um, of the tracks you picked? You know, which one do you want cool. to start with? Ah, uh, see, let's start with that Shining Force Two one we were discussing. Promoted Attack. All right, Promoted Attack for the Sega Genesis, composed by Motoaki Takanoichi. Yes.
Uh, so you're listening to Promoted Attack from the game Shining Force 2 for the Sega Genesis, composed by Motowaki Takanuichi. And yeah, I love, I love, love, love that opening. In fact, I'm going to play that opening um, one more time, if you don't mind. Just, just, I think it's worth it. Th- I, th- I, think, I think we all need it. Let's take it back. Hey, you've already done your damage at that point. Like, just, <laughs> just, just break it down tight. So, so pro- what, what's promoted attack? I'm assuming this is like a, like a first attack situation? So, so in, in this Shri- game... Oh, actually, no, go you got, for it. You got you this. Alright, so in Shining Force 2, uh, the, the system of upgrading your characters uh, is handled through promotions, where you go to a church, and once they reach like level 10, I believe it was, in Shining mm-hmm. Force 2, you're able to promote them, and they get like a physical change, and all their stats go nuts, and they like go you know, if they were like a dwarf axe wielder, now they're like a big, huge dwarf barbarian guy or something like that. Like a mm-hmm. little toad guy turned into a dragon, etc. <laughs> and so promoted attack is when that type of character attacks. Oh, that's cool. And it's a spectacular jam. And the first time you hear it in the game, it actually feels extra special because I can say from experience like this was one of my first strategy RPGs I actually got into and two when I learned that my characters could transform into better characters and then this music went along with it it just felt so satisfying and then the numbers of da- the number the numeric damage just went way up oh that's cool and I, this is I've played through this game more times than most other games I can think of like I've beaten this game on multiple occasions and back in the day I didn't even know about... There was like a class called Master Monk, which I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> Monk Master. It's like my Monk third faster. Monk Faster. Monk Faster. Pow-pow! Yeah. It's the best class in the game, but I'm just going to just throw that out there and just settle on it. it the Master Monk is the best class. Um, but you find that one hidden character at the very end of the game that I didn't find till that third playthrough, which then told mm-hmm. me, oh, there's a whole class I didn't know existed, and that I could actually promote my older cleric to that. And it's just like, it opened up a whole new play experience. So I had a team of master monks. It was just why not? Um, <laughs> the discipline mm-hmm. was probably wild with that team. Like no one stepped out of line. There was no like there was no wild card. It's just complete silence and like ass kicking <laughs> or butt kicking. <laughs> Bottom kicking. The master monk would have stepped up. Oh, I love that. Not, not I, I, lo- names. I love that one of your picks was a Sega Genesis tune. So like uh, uh, growing up, were you a Sega Genesis kid? Yes, I briefly had a Super Nintendo for like a year or so, but then my brother moved out and took it with him, so mm-hmm. then I had my Genesis. Nice. So I uh, played, I actually played Shining Force more than Shining Force 2. I got stuck looking for the guy that was retired from the Demon Wars. I didn't know where I was going, and after about, the, the random battles in that game can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of stopped after I didn't know where I was going, and I kind of never got back to it. I love, love, love the sound that comes out of the Sega Genesis, like those pure, like synthesized notes. But for, oh, the, yeah, but for these, yeah, for these games, tubby. like they do, like an orchestrated sound, like out of it. Like it sounds like there's flutes and there's horns. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, this this series in particular, I uh, I can attest, there are very dense arrangements. They're very clearly made for like a full orchestra. There are right. all 14 channels are being used. 
Right, so that's so the Sega has 14 channels, but it's the Super not, Nintendo like, what, eight channels. I think on the Genesis? Super Nintendo had more like channels, that. though, right? It was no, that, it was the same amount of channels because the sound is completely different on the two well, systems. The, the, well, the chipsets are way, way way different. Way different. Yeah. So the uh, Gen- Sega Genesis uses a Yamaha 2612 uh, FM synthesis chip, which I think is like six or seven mm. channels of sound with like I guess multiple operators. But the the Super Nintendo used a sampled sound, but only eight channels of it. And it all had to be loaded into memory at one time at the very beginning. So. And I still stand by the belief that, to me, the Genesis ultimately had more of the better sound in this games when you did a direct comparison between the two machines. Like, they both had good music, but I find myself defaulting to the Genesis for whatever reason. I don't know. I, that's mm. the sound I grew up with, and that's probably why I, I enjoy it so much. But I really I appreciate it. Nostalgia plays a huge, huge it, part of it. It does. Tell you. It does. It really does. Well, and me, this like album... On the album when we were picking tunes to do, there's a few that like I never played that we kind of did anyway, and it was like the approach was just very different. It was all very technical and clinical, where it's mm-hmm. like we did Kadash, and I'm like, well, we're doing these three songs because they're the three songs I remember from playing Kadash. Great. I listen to the rest of the soundtrack. I'm like, I don't even know what the rest of this is. I don't <laughs> like it. I think it sounds really weird and dumb. <laughs> and uh, that's how Kadash was put together. So oh. that nostalgia could be a huge driving force. Um. Oh, good. Oh, I'm safe. <laughs> Everything's secure. There was almost a technical difficulty over here. Yeah. Uh, You're out of the band for now. No! It's the only band I know. That's right. Neither ukulele or melodica player. Oh, I'm on. But whatever, I'll take the one the baby doesn't take. That's right. Uh, just for the Come record, second. I gotta clarify. So your other pick that you wanted to do that we didn't do on the episode because it was done prior was the final battle theme. Final battle, yeah. From Shining I, Force 2. Yeah, I wanted to just that one was probably the that came out the most different in our medley, and we were gonna play that our Shining Force two uh, song after that and contrast compare. Mm-hmm. But this one's also like it's funny that you said like the beginning of this song is your favorite part because that's the only part we don't use. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It goes straight to the marching. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I love that because it's the theme of of, of the. Oh game. yeah, the little theme. Yeah. I mean that 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 might show up a little later in the medley, but. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't get used in the same way. All right, so I'm going to go into my first track, which is definitely, if you talk about tedious and just an, an, an obscene amount of random battles, we're talking mm. Skies of Arcadia for the sake of Dreamcast. Yeah, you'll be swimming so nice, in them. though. So the sky. I feel like we've had enough time that we can go back and enjoy this music once more. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. This is the All battle right. theme first battle theme from Skies of Arcadia for the Sega Dreamcast composed by Yutaka Manobe and Tatsuyuki Maeda.
And you're listening to Battle Theme 1 from Skies of Arcadia for the Sega Dreamcast and the Nintendo GameCube later on, posthumously. Eventually. <laughs> Composed by Yutaka Minobe and Tatsuyuki Maeda. And, oh man, we had, some, had a little bit of discussion in the break about just having to fight. You hear this music first and you just freak out. It's too much. It's too it much. It starts <laughs> out. It's like this track is, a, is an excellent compo- a composition. Makes you feel good to hear, feel empowered, ready to sail the, yeah. the, I guess, whatever number of seas the sky has. Sure. And then eventually, <laughs> for the umpteenth time, you fight a sky cubert. You just kind of want to poke your eardrums out with a rusted Q-tip. Um, and then you question... Who in their right mind thought that battle was fun enough to actually have it this become this frequent? Now, John, you had a like a guttural reaction, a visceral reaction to this to this this song. Like, wh- well, I mean, how far did you so get? Like, I, well, I didn't get very far. I think I checked. Well, I think I checked this game out when I was working for GameStop. So you only had it for a few days, and you can't really dedicate. You know, I couldn't dedicate a lot of time to it, but I do remember. And it's not just this game; it's other like older, like the older Final Fantasies and stuff, but. If you're just trying to travel from point A to point B, like it's not even a dungeon, but if you're just trying to travel and you just keep hitting them, you're like, okay, first one's fine. All right, good job, XP, blah, blah, blah. Second one, you're like, all right, okay. Third one, you're just like, you hear the music kick in and then, you know, the map does like the twirl or whatever. It does like, you're like, oh my God, please, not again. And then by like the end of it, like you're just like, you like get out of it and then you're like, you know, it's like immediate again. You're just like trying, you're like, holding back tears. It's like, okay, all right, attack, attack. All right, white, white magic, okay, attack. All right, all right. It's like, uh, I get that way with games. I think I've lost a lot of patience as I got older. Because when I was young, I'd play a thousand of those in a row and love it. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's not anymore. And when this, this came out, I was working at an electronics boutique, and I remember oh, wow. playing this for hours and hours and hours and hours. It was like a time in my life where I, I just had time, and this is just what I wanted to do, and I just day and night and I just was obsessed with like playing this and playing Fantasy Star Online it was just constantly and I look back on that and I'm like of all the things I could have spent time on I could have learned an instrument another language Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Final Fantasy (laughs) 11 has got to be the biggest waste of time I've ever seen a human being inflict themselves with I'm sure I, we're making unbelievable. some some very uh, unhappy listeners right now. <laughs> At level 65, I get to ride a chocobo and fight a dog. A dog. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, it took 6,000 hours of my life for the graphics to stop being gray and brown. I tried to play that game back when it came out at the behest of friends and at the due to the simple fact that, hey, it's Final Fantasy, but it's an MMO. And I You're really make, pushing it. I couldn't make it past two hours. I... Which was oh, odd man. for me. Unbelievable. Well, it was probably like, what, about an hour and 58 minutes sitting in like a, a lobby waiting for the game to begin? Oh, no, I mean two, two hours of at least play. game time. I wasn't that bad. Okay. <laughs> I played the game <laughs> right. proper, but I just okay. wasn't feeling it at all. It just did not gel for me. And mm-hmm. it's, un- I say I won't say it's unfortunate. It's very fortunate because I didn't, I don't need that oh, in yeah. my life. I didn't Dodge need that. Dodge the bullet. <laughs> More what? time for World of Warcraft, am I right? Yeah. Ooh. That was the hey. only MMO that and what was it, Dark Ages, the only two MMOs I ever actually yeah. put real time into. But I, I never used, touched it could World be of fun. Warcraft. Never it touched it. Five hundred hours, it. easy. Cautious. Too cautious. Easy to do. <laughs> Warcraft three is where I draw the line. Yeah. It's a good line to draw a place in. You're looking at it like hard drugs. You're like, not even once. It's going to ruin my life. Honestly, no, not, man. It's not a I wake s- up, I play a little Warcraft 3 in the morning, sets me right. That's all I need. <laughs> you have a kid on the way now. You got to be. That's <laughs> you right, man. You got to be a responsible house. adult. You got any more of them 
orc ballistas. You got that. Uh, you got that. You got that. Disc. Play the night elves all weekend, but you know, other than that, I keep it in control. <laughs> you got like a disc like under your bed. The kid like picks it out. <laughs> like, what are you doing in that World of Warcraft? I learned it from watching you. <laughs> You were streaming. I told you to go shadow priest. You were streaming a lot. I saw you start with vanilla. It's not worth it. (laughs) Oh my god, you're a little Anderson. You're a little Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) The pain of my existence for the last six months, and my under my roof. (laughs) That's it. You know what? Go play outside. No, no, no. The sun. <laughs> Birds. Go level up your basketball game. <laughs> You're gonna play sports with the rest of the other kids. <laughs> Horse is the worst no. game. Oh. Alright, uh <laughs> for now, what's your first tune of well, the show? I am going to go with one of my classic um RPG battle themes. This one's actually random battles. I'm positive of it. Okay. Um, it is from the game Tales of Destiny, and yes. the title track is called Bared Fangs. And just for the sake of saying, it is composed by Motoi Sakuraba, my man, yeah, and Shinji Tamura. this track it is tiles of destiny tales of destiny track title is <laughs> bared fangs composed by motoi sakuraba and shinji tamura this track is from a game that i bought on a whim from the black sorry the christiansburg virginia babbages it was the first game i ever bought from their store and i had no idea what it was it just looked interesting on the shelf as this weird side scrolling RPG that looked like a beat em up. Yeah, you're like crazy Japanese looking anime characters, RPG. I'm buying it. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah, that's all you. Before How can you go wrong? I could, and I did not go wrong. Like to this day, like one, this game apparently sells for a spare chunk of change. Like it's not, I'm not saying it's like it's like a mint, but it's definitely more than it originally retailed for, maybe close to double. And it's 
to my to me is still the best of the Tales games that I've played as far as like the music and the dungeons and just everything it has. Like the bonus dungeon of the game, they recreate the entire the entire Tower of Druaga. Oh, that's cool. Like all yeah. like, like 200 floors. <laughs> and it is absurd both in length and complexity, but it's perfect. <laughs> and the music, well, Was you the, hear it yourself. It, do you know if the music in the Tower of Draga stage is it? It's not, so it's, that's, that's Junko Tamiya. That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. freaking gold, man. Very cool. It's I just love it. Everything about it is this game is worth its weight in gold. And I think obviously Tales of Fantasia was the first Tales game, but mm. this one I think is still the apex for me. So it's got that kind of like rock, that like kind of like rock style that Sakuraba normally does, but it, it has kind of that older sound to it from the PlayStation. So you could see like his trajectory into like the future titles like how it's gonna how, how his sound transforms yeah before he got became like Synthtown USA yeah 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 but don't get me wrong I'm all right about Synthtown too it's well, a it's great very, place to live very similar to like the, uh, the Falcom sound team like kind of like sound mm-hmm. you know, here on like the, the PC engine and stuff though so I do want to ask these guys here mm. Captain the members of Random Battalions I was like Captain Underpants I was all <laughs> I'm all over the place man. are you on board coffee. or not Climb aboard! <laughs> Let's do it. But in order to board this vessel, you have to let us know. What would you say is your favorite role-playing game series if you had to choose something? Well, series? Or mm. game. If you know a specific game, that's fine, too. Right now, uh, it's got to be Witcher 3. Mm. I've been hearing so much about The Witcher 3. It's, it's just, good. It it's de- good. It deters me due to the sheer length of gameplay. Like, it's I've, got a lot of stuff. It's got stuff to do. That's for sure. <laughs> stuff to do. I'd probably. If you're looking for stuff to do. Look no further than The Witcher Three. There's <laughs> question marks, man. So many question marks. Oh my goodness! Don't look um, at the map. Don't look at the map. I'm gonna do my third playthrough. I'm gonna turn off the map. I'm gonna turn off the quest. I'm just gonna turn everything off. And just run around. Wait, 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 wait rewind. You're up to a third playthrough. Look, <laughs> the first playthrough didn't go my way. I put a lot of time into that. I put a hundred hours into that. Alright? Yeah, and I got yeah, the yeah. bad ending. And when I got the bad ending, I was very emotionally affected. No, I, I, I gotta like, I, I gotta I ask. I don't like myself very much. But before you move on with the story, I gotta ask. So was this bad ending, is this one of those bad endings where you can kind of like save scum back not too far and do one thing different and correct it? Or is this like over your nope. last 70 hours, you screwed uh, up this much? And that was saying something about the you latter. personally, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, man, <laughs> that's got to hurt. Dude. Yeah. It's about raising your daughter throughout the game. <laughs> So when I got the bad Uh-oh. ending, because apparently I was a bad dad, <laughs> like I got very distraught, and I immediately played the game again. No kidding. Um, yep. It's like an advanced Also, I got the maker. DLC, so I wanted to put the DLC in there and see what that was like. So this is why you're not touching Warcraft. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> War- got I got all kinds of reasons not to touch Warcraft. Got the drug of choice right here. Of course, for those yeah. listening, this is my chance to promote just saying I still have that Heart of Stone code for the Xbox, I would really like to trade for a, sorry, for the PS4. I'd love to trade for an Xbox if you Get want to it. make that exchange. Oh. I bought it solely because huh. I wanted the physical Gwent cards. I'm like, I can't use the code, but I want the cards. Oh, you wanted the cards. Yeah, man. Um, Gwent is the best. Mm-hmm. So the best. I would say it's tough. I know this seems like so typical, but... It's Chrono final, Trigger, isn't it? Final, final, no, well, I love Chrono Trigger, and that was like probably my second choice, but Final Fantasy... Uh, 
the first time that I played Final Fantasy was US, or I guess, what is it, US 2, Japanese 4, whatever, for the Super Nintendo. I had no idea what it was. I, I could, like, I at that point, I don't know how old I was, but, mm. like, that game, like, helped. It was the only game that I, like, actually gave a crap about reading something at that point in my life. And mm. so, like, even with all the broken English, like, it was so important to me. And obviously <laughs> with those games, with those games, like, the music is everything. And so, man, I used to, like, if I had to clean my room, I'd put the Super Nintendo on and let music play while I was cleaning yes. and doing homework and stuff. Yes. Like, I think that's the whole reason that I play music in general is probably stemmed from Final Fantasy music. Yes. Um, yes. So that's, yeah, I'd have to say that. But Chrono Trigger is so good. It is, it is. I gotta I, say, we live in an age now where I don't think too many people get that experience anymore that we're all referring to. Well, with, the, with, about, the, with the music? No, not so much just the music, because that I think people definitely get, but it's just the ways of which you had to access it. Because now, soundtracks are easy to purchase. They're up, they're ripped and up on the internet like that. Well, con- conversely, I mean, it's because the music of the games now are much more celebrated. We're realizing now, especially like with the older titles, like the composers and the musicians and the, and the and the sound programmers were like just footnotes in the credits at the end of the game. If, Seriously, if, if they were even there, they gave them fake names half the time. Yeah, and now we're like we have whole podcasts devoted to, to digging them up and being like, hey, these these this was some amazing stuff. Let's go back and celebrate it. Oh, that trust yeah. me, that in itself is it's worth. I love it to death. Oh yeah, 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 it's yeah. part of what makes us who we are. So I'm saying, I can say on the positive note, I'm saying we can get it. You yes, know? and and people do get it, and I, I'm really I'm really happy, and it's inspired. A new generation of composers for you know a new generation of games. But you gotta admit there was just something, yeah, not great, mind you, but special about having to like. I love this track so much that I'm gonna play up to this point in yes. the game and put the controller down <laughs> and walk away. Yep. Mm-hmm. I used to play entire games just to get to specific stages to hear the music from them, and it's just. That's yeah. a time I, that that's never going to come back, but I don't care. But I always have it in my heart as a fantastic memory. I remember when we started started doing the podcast, we were talking about um, Phoenix Wright and like how you you were cleaning your house and you just left it on. Like you actually turned the game on. You got to a point that you really enjoyed it, and you're like, "I'm going to clean the house now." And you just left it going, plugged, yep. in, plugged some speakers into it. <laughs> we just like, and it was clean the house. so worth it. <laughs> that's awesome. I did the same thing with uh, Stardew Valley. Nice. After I got like a routine down in that game, I was like, "Da boom, but da da, but da da, da da." I'm like, "I get up and do the dishes." <laughs> <laughs> Only got an hour's gonna go by in five minutes. Gotta hurry. And by the way, you just gave us a topic suggestion for an episode, so I'm just gonna just just lay that out there. The Stardew Valley. No, <laughs> but Stardew Valley <laughs> yeah. is great music. Music you can do the dishes to. Oh basically. yeah, sure, sure. All right, so we're we're coming back in around to uh, you guys. What's your second track? The second track is from The Witcher Three. Nice. Uh, right. This is one of the songs that plays when you play Gwent. Yeah. And I just really, really like it, and it puts me in a good mood, and I really want to play it someday. All right, this one's called Around, Another Round for Everyone, so that, that makes sense. Uh, from The Witcher 3 for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, um, composed by Marcine Priest. Uh, there's a lot of consonants in that name. <laughs> mm. It's very Swedish. It's not yes. a Japanese name, and it's giving it trouble. Yeah, I'm going oh to love that one alone. All right. <laughs> this is from <laughs> The Witcher 3.
you while you're playing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Clear weather. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> A stop sign and turn screen, and you're like, Yeah, you go to Starbucks and it's like, Mocha latte uh, for Rob Nichols. That was another yeah. round for everyone from The Witcher 3. Yeah. We all went the a best. completely different direction from there. Like, oh! Let's go another round. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so tell me about Gwent. I honestly, I don't know. I don't know it's much a card anything game about. Oh, real that quick, they created. Note, note that Rob totally sidestepped trying to say the name again. So... so Oh, come Quit. on, come on. <laughs> Quit! Tell me about anything but this, the composer's last name. Um, I don't know. I kind of want to talk about the composer's last name. <laughs> Can we go back to that? Let's backtrack right. for a His minute. name is uh, Marcin Prizblowitz. It works! All right. It yeah, checks. President Blowitz. Swish. 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 So, Gwent. Gwent. Tell me Gwent's about Gwent. a great game within a Gwent. A game within a Gwent. <laughs> Gwent. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Sequent is a game within a game, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's got cards, and you play it, and it makes you real happy. Because at first, <laughs> you're going to hate it. Someone's going to come up to you and be like, hey, you want to learn this really complicated, kind of weird-looking card game that doesn't look very fun? It's like, you sure you don't want to go outside and kill monsters all day? Like, <laughs> yeah. Mm. So I put it off for about half the game, <laughs> and then I realized... Dragons. Or play cards. Right. <laughs> so halfway through the game, I'm like, I sit down, finally play around. I'm like, oh, this game is amazing. <laughs> Need so, to go back to the beginning and fight everybody again and get all the cards. Mm-hmm. And then I got obsessed with it. And then that's all I did. I would turn on the game. There's a week where all I did in Witcher 3 was play Gwent. <laughs> I'd go from town to town, beat everybody in Gwent. <laughs> and it was fantastic. So is this one of those games where like the ultimate Gwent opponent is actually a dragon with this awesome deck? Well, it's not Magic the Gathering. Yeah, the ultimate <laughs> Gwent. I mean, ultimately, the uh, the ultimate Gwent opponent is yourself. Oh, my God. Oh, it's one, it, pull, it pulls a flim-flam at the end of the game. He just walks out of the mirror. It's like, I'm Shadow. Like, yeah, I'm Shadow Geralt. No, a- after... Play of cards. After hundreds of hours of playing <laughs> Gwent. what you'd want to have happen at the end of yeah. Witcher 3 if you face yourself. It's just like Gwent, not... Definitely not fight yourself. Yeah, you show up I'm... with, like, like the full legendary armor. It's got, like, jewels <laughs> stacked all oh over it. He's just like, I am here Potions for to days. play Gwent. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I am the right, Shadow, okay. the true <laughs> self. <laughs> you don't stand a chance of my mad yeah. Gwent skills. And he's staring in the mirror. He's got bags under his eyes. And he's like, oh, I'm time to face the true opponent <laughs> getting up in the morning <laughs> to play more Gwent. Uh. Are there stakes then? Do you, do you, do you wager while you play? Or is it, it just... depends on the round. Uh, mostly you're just playing for better cards. Oh, okay. Hey, um, sometimes there's like a tournament in the game too yeah. that you oh, can okay. like, it's like run by like a mob. <laughs> so that one's got lots of stuff to do. Then there's another thing where there's another tournament. 
and that guy's crooked. But I don't want to get too far into it because that's some pretty specific uh, that's all right. plot point stuff. Well, I think we just realized why you got the bad ending in that first playthrough of that game, by the way. I just want to say, um, you spent Look, all, you, you weren't raising your kids, you were playing Gwent the whole game. Life <laughs> is very long and diverse and varied. <laughs> She's a grown woman, and I'll let you know, you're looking for her the whole time, Although, so it's not like she knows uh, what I'm up to. That is a good thing to bring up. Okay, so your daughter in the game is, like, you don't know where the hell she is. Like, she's gone. And, like, you just, like, you're like, oh, this guy's like, hey, man, I lost my goat. You're like, okay, it's just my daughter. Let me just find your goat. And you come back and play Gwent for three days. It's like, really, where are your standards at that point? Like, oh, She could be alive way. or dead, could, but this game ain't going to play itself, you know? Uh, right. Oh, by the way, the goat is dead. Yeah. 100% of the time. <laughs> Spoilers for Witcher 3. And you turned out the reason why he lost his goat was because he owed money due to a bad game of Gwent. That's, that's right. probably right. I, I, I would say that's probably right. Or he infuriated a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other. No gray area, really, in that yeah. game. Oh my god! I I I know that's not how it actually played out, but I really wish that that was the way the game worked. I was like, clearly, there's probably a mod that makes it so. (laughs) You have a mod addiction, and as a result, you just ruined your entire career. Your daughter is on smack. You just you just didn't do it right. Play the game properly next time, and just and moderate your game time, sir. Just moderate. Mm -hmm. Less Gwent, (laughs) more heroism. Let's go at more murder. <laughs> Get your priorities and ethics straight. <laughs> Get back to witching, Witcher. Right. Is that the gambler? The Gwenting to Gwenters. The Gwenters. <laughs> <laughs> the Gwenter. Oh, my God. The Gwenter 3. Gwenter, Witcher 4. Gwenter 1. <laughs> Gwent harder. Gwent harder. Tokyo Gwent. <laughs> I just keep Gwenting and Gwenting. I swear. Live die Gwent. I only, I only Gwented once, I swear. Oh, so is that need. true? What's this under your bed? <laughs> there's, a, there's a bad theme running through this episode. Gwent, yeah. Gwent is a problem, and I'm not afraid to admit I have it. Oh, my gosh. Oh. All right. So, um, on to the next track. How's that sound, guys? Is it Gwent? Yeah. No, it's just for no, the... No, that was Gwent. That was Gwent. <laughs> it's all Gwent, man. <laughs> you think about it. Uh, can we listen to Gwent again, please? <laughs> Take one more Gwent with my Gwent. Yeah, right, here we go. Yeah. yeah. Hey! Hey! Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That was too good. It ended right where it needed to. <laughs> that was perfect. All right, now my my track's from the Super Nintendo. Oh, hey, can you guess hey. this one for now? I'll, I don't know. The, is it, guess is, it? Did they make Rise Star for Super is Nintendo? Is it an RPG? No, it's oh, yes, it's an RPG. This is um, Lufia Two. Oh, Sinistral. Uh, I was gonna say Lufia One. The Rise <laughs> of the Sinistrals. The Sinistrals. Um, the, sin- uh, the Sinus. <laughs> the sinus trolls. Sinus trolls. Sinus trolls. Yeah. Um, I can I cannot believe we haven't played this track on the show. This is Battle Theme One, composed by Yasunori Shiono.
This is not an episode to drink a beverage to. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I kind of want him just to freak out on the bass the entire song. I know. Like, who cares? Very tiring. Just do it. That's the director's cover it and make Tyler do that. Lufia director. Favorite thing. Alright, this is Battle Theme 1 from the game Lufia 2. Rise of the Sinistrals for the Super Nintendo, composed by Yasunori Shiono. And yeah, it goes without saying that bass is that bass killer. That bass, but for the the Super Nintendo, that the um, the hi hats and the snare are super super crisp. Usually, like those those high end like set frequencies are like kind of dulled out because of the sampling like limitations. But this is it's super super punchy. It's super crisp, and um, I love it. It just sounds like it's just it's good montage music. Yes, yeah. This track actually reminded me of an old Dorman thing. Like, I need to go back and play this again. Like, this was a game that was on my two playlists for years upon years. And then one day, I had an idea. I'll start an RPG of the Month Club. Get all my friends involved through Facebook, and we would pick a game and play that RPG for a month. This was the first game on it. Oh, but, yeah? Yeah. Did didn't it, beat did... it even then. But I played <laughs> a lot of it. And wait, wait, the, month... the first game was Lufia 2? Yes. It was it's... dubious. What about the first? We don't need the first one. <laughs> yeah, I'll be totally lost in the story. Aren't they? Aren't they like really closely related though? This like, is actually a prequel. Oh, it was, oh it was a pre- that's right because ah. like at the end, like they die and then they go back and then they play. Oh, them the again. beginning Spoilers. of Luffy. Not even a spoiler to be blunt, but oh, the beginning fine. of the first Luffy game is the end of this game. And then you play through that final boss, that final dungeon of, or series of bosses, and then you go into the main game of Luffy 1, because it takes place afterwards. So this game is like, hey, how do these guys get to that castle to fight those guys? Find out in this crazy adventure. That's actually better than the first case that took place later. <laughs> mm-hmm. The hit. soundtrack is just all together. It's just so good. And there's so Sounds much of it. Good. Yeah, I, yeah. Like we should try to do a Rhythm and Pixels RPG of the Month Club Redux, but probably would never happen. I don't know. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. RPG of the Year uh, Club. We're RPG of the now. Year, maybe. We're all older now. So we'll I don't know. Homeowner with a baby on the way, I'll tell you, commitment is not the way to go. You got, mm-hmm. no, you got too much Gwent to play <laughs> is the problem. <laughs> but honey, the baby's here. Honey, honey, where are you? Damn, I love to Gwent again. Yeah. <laughs> Just one more game. Just one more. Man, I know where my priorities and ethics are. <laughs> I'm going to teach this baby how to Gwent so well. No idea. We're going to run the system. Oh, man. She ends up being a good person. Hey. That's great too. <laughs> You're here to that, man. I like, that's like, that's like an aside. It's all right. It's pretty great. She she turns as long as she can Gwent. <laughs> I'm gonna die again. <laughs> this is this is the best. Oh man. Prunel is certainly enjoying himself. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, this game is hundred percent legit. This was a great track selection. I think you'd actually like this game to be honest with you. Oh me? Yeah, the dungeons <laughs> What are you talking about? The the dungeons are like sort of Zelda-esque in puzzle design. That's fun. All right. And the battles are semi-traditional, but graphic. They have like a bit of graphical splendor for an SNES game. Cool. And you can raise little critters to fight as a fifth party member. Oh, that's fun. 
So you start, yeah, you just have normal, like you have four, and then you have like a fifth mm-hmm. wheel. Yes, the animal. Is he always designated as the fifth one? <laughs> Pretty much. Like oh. if the other three die, it's just like, no, you're still number five. Can't have. <laughs> Can we just replace the humans with monsters? No! Actually, if you could name the character, it would just be the fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be loved. Give me a name. We did. The fifth. Uh, uh, Pranav, are you the type that would um, name all your Pokemon just numbers? Mm. <laughs> like you're not people. I'm not, not sure. I, can, I don't think I have the heart to do that. I asked you that guy that will sit there and think way too hard about a name for a Pokemon. Yeah, which was. I feel like most people in Pokemon do the same thing. If they're gonna name them, that stops like a couple hours in. You're like, <laughs> God, I don't know. PD two. Why would you get attached to it? You're gonna trade him. He's gonna evolve. You're gonna get rid of him eventually. Uh, my first Charmander. Or put him in cold storage. No That's the best. Like, but he has the. Look forward to. <laughs> Rat butt. That's a name for him. What's no. your name? Starface. My first Charmander from the, the very first Game Boy one. Of course, the only one I played. Uh, I, I, I played Pokemon Red. I chose Charmander. Named him Super Dude. Oh, crap. Nice. I was going to guess like Super Dude. He's Super Dude. And he was Super Dude to the end. I kept him. Yes. Couldn't get rid of that guy. I missed Did it. Did he die because an oil derrick exploded in his basement? Could have. <laughs> Could have. Nah, left him in cold storage and forgot about him. Aww, <laughs> poor poor super dude. Super dude. So maybe it'll be defrosted in the far, far future. Well, I don't know. I sold a lot of those games. I gave them a lot to. Um, gave a lot of them to Goodwill. So I'm sure someone, someone's enjoying Super Dude somewhere, or just deleted them. I don't know. But when I come to experience, people would buy those games and like pull all the monsters off of them and put them on their cart and then start the game over. Can you do that with like Super Dude? Might live somewhere. Oh. Like the son That's of Super Dude. Nice Super thought. Dude 2. <laughs> Duder. Super Duder. What would son of Super Dude's name be? Like, just kind of cool cool guy? Oh. <laughs> Radical. Gnar- gnarly ra- one. Radical boy. <laughs> Sup, bro. <laughs> Sup, bro. All right, pronounce. Sup, bro. What's your last track? Well, my last track is going to be a bit of a wacky one. This is an example of Purnell really wanting to get a track on the show, and he finally pulled it off. So let's go with... Well done. Battle theme from the game Dempamen. They came by wave. Long list of composers. Hitoshi Sakimoto, Azusa Chiba, Yoshimi Kudo, Mitsuhiro Kaneda, Kimihiro Abe, and Masaharu Iwata. Yes. Enjoy the splendor because this is a good one. This is a very strange track. I would say that I have no idea which one of these composers had the most influence on it. Doesn't sound Probably like Probably all equal. Yeah, it doesn't sound like <laughs> Sakamoto, that that's for sure, but um I hope you enjoy it.
Welcome back. Mm-hmm. You just listened to a very weird sound. That sound being the battle theme from the game Dempaman that came by wave. Composed by Hitoshi Sakimoto, Azusa Chiba, Yoshimi Kudo, Mitsuhiro Kaneda, Kimihiro Abe, and Masaharu Iwata. I love this track. I can't confirm if others do as well. <laughs> but it's cool. I like it. It's just, I, I don't mean, know. It, it's different. It's, I, 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 I do like how different it is. It does mm-hmm. sound like a crazy Japanese game show. Yes. The whole game is just weird. What, what is Denpa Men? So it was like, like the- <laughs> it was a downloadable game on the Nintendo DS, 3DS rather, and the way it worked was you got your party members by turning the 3DS camera on, and it would spot things in the air flying around. I'm not sure how the game determined oh. what was flying around, but I want to. People claimed it was like you know, like just like radio waves, like augmented reality. Yeah. Oh, crazy. So you would basically spin around the room with your 3DS, knocking stuff over, firing a net at them, and catching them in the air, and pulling them out of the sky, and then giving them dumb hats. And wow, it was, the music sounds exactly like that, though. Like, is. if you're gonna make a game like that, you might as well have a song that's like completely as wacky. Right? If you're like, if you're like tripping out and seeing monsters flying around everywhere, this is the music you're gonna hear. Mm-hmm. I can see that. It sounds like the um, like the music from the TV show Rugrats, like sped up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd say it's a little Simpsonsy with like just kind of the top, the yeah. little like stabby keyboardy stuff. <laughs> Actually, like uh, the Simpsons video game, the Simpsons, Simpsons arcade game. It's a little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit wacky yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say the even the game itself, like the monsters and stuff you'll fight are very like wacky esque, like a like a yeti with a tree growing out of his head. And <laughs> it's like a weird bat oh, with glasses. Crazy. This is just. This- I feel like well, this is a newer game, but this sounds like a deep cut. Like he was gonna be like, I know, Denpa Men. <laughs> Every once in a while, we still can pull some deep cuts out of the back here. It's like it's crazy. just it gets crazy, harder crazy, and harder crazy. to do. It's gonna get to the point where I'm like gonna be get going to like back alleys in like downtown Baltimore. Like, hey guys, got them there deep cuts. I need that. I need me a fix. My landstalker fix. Get <laughs> <laughs> my landstalker fix. But like, uh, I don't know. Like, but you guys think of any games in particular that you played back in the day or even at present that you felt a lot of your friends just didn't connect with that you loved. Or just outright didn't even know existed. Ooh, sure, uh, man, <laughs> how far back? Like Psychic Force 2012 for yeah. Dreamcast. Yeah, nice. that would be a good one. Let's Ooh. talk about that one. You're that... Fighting a box, you fly around, <laughs> and all you do is shoot some element in <laughs> different configurations while flying around. And it's also... all anime, sprite based. Or it wasn't sprite based. That one was three D based, but like all the artwork and everything was. Oh anime. yeah, there was like all the the cutscenes and stuff. That was that was, was fun. Yeah, it was Dreamcast, so it all looked slick. You know, Drag- wonderful game. Dragon no Ball. No one cared. Oh, that game was spectacular. I think it's funny. Like Dragon Ball Super had an episode where they're all fighting in a box like that. I'm like, hey, that's totally flicking force right there. Uh, <laughs> Firing key waves, cool. trying to break the edge of the box. It's just such a good huh. game. Man, yeah, I- man. The Dreamcast had some fun, wacky titles on it. I, I used miss to my Dreamcast, man. That was such a good system. Like, what what other system would be like, you know what? Let's put a microphone on it, have Leonard Nimoy narrate a game where you talk to a fish that evolves and talk yeah. back to you. Yeah. <laughs> and call it semen. And we'll call it semen. <laughs> Kids are going to make sure no one will buy it. Because it's now for nobody. Oh, so strange. <laughs> That was a game like, I wanted to uh, buy, but could not, in good faith, justify the purchase. Like I just looked at the box on the shelf, like, why do I it, want this? It's a curiosity. Like it yeah. didn't make any sense. But like the like, micro- 
they packaged it with the Dreamcast eventually, right? Like the microphone package came with Seaman and I don't, th- I don't think so. I don't think it ever. It really? never really came with it. It just was its own weird box up. on the shelf. They probably should have packaged it with the system, but then again, it's hard to wager someone's seen it. It's like, you know, well, the system does come with semen. I mean, yeah. what was interesting to me was like Free how. semened. Oh, God, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like how the. Um, it was supposed to, like, learn your speech patterns, but, like, it was, di- it was CD media. It wasn't writable media. So it was, like, writing it, I guess, to the VMU. Yeah, probably. I think you had to have a VMU to play that game. That's crazy. So that would you had to have a VMU to save anything, I think. Yeah, the, yeah, the technology of that. They didn't just, have internal memory, right? Yeah. yeah. Just the VMU for the memory card and yeah. for the mini yeah. games. So weird. So but weird. it did have a modem. Yes. Uh, you could put net zero on it, yeah. and you wouldn't have to have the little box. So, like, my TV became my internet and became ad-free. And yes. It was really nice. Yes. For things that a 13-year-old boy would want the internet for. For a long time, I actually didn't have a computer. I only had my Dreamcast, and I used that for my right. email and everything. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And then the battery power died. Ugh. Oh, the yeah, battery power. That's true. Um, wow. Those controllers, man. That's in my top three controller ever. Oh, yeah? It's still so a gem. Yeah. It felt so great comfy. to hold. I have um, yeah. I have the the joystick, the Dreamcast fight stick. Um, oh, nice! I have it mounted That's on my a good wall. One. That's uh, why a ah. lot of people like. The, I mean, as much as people hate on it, I was like one of the few people that actually liked the original Xbox controller because it felt like sort well, you of have, a spiritual successor. You have enormous like monster hands. This is true. <laughs> I couldn't play it. I, I hated that controller so much. Oh. Really? Yeah. It was good for big hands, and I have ginormous mm-hmm. hands, like Rob mentioned, and <laughs> it was like a larger version of the Dreamcast controller sans VMU. It was perfect for me. So I was sad to see it go. Of course, the question then becomes, now that it's coming back next month, is the question is, do I really, will that hold up, or will I find myself going, what the heck did I ever see in this potato? But <laughs> that's the <laughs> big. Well, I don't know who knows. That PS4 controller, though, it's pretty much perfect. I, uh, very it's, much it's, it might be hard to go back to that like oblong steering wheel shaped. I will say, I hated the PS3 controller because of the size it had. It felt very flimsy and tiny, but the PS4 controller got it right. Yeah, it's heavier, yeah. it's, wide, it's larger, so I actually can do more with my hands. And then that freaking center button, I, I like when games actually utilize that. I can just like, kind of slam down like I'm hitting a buzzer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is it's nice. Um, I play a lot of Street Fighter, and you can use that to like reset the stage during in training mode. So it's like you press the middle of it, and like the characters reset the center. You press to the right of it, and the characters reset in the corner. Oh, nice! It's actually, really oh, slick. Cool. Yeah, it's really really nice. Cool. nice. They did an excellent job with the with the training in that um, for all the fighting game nerds. All right, yeah. Well, it only took them what a year and a half. <laughs> it took them a while <laughs> to, to get put that the right. whole game to get there and then sell it. Yeah. Again. It's arcade e- edition. Esports. I'm blaming esports. They want to get on that train. Uh, they want to yeah. get on that train, and they had to get there early. And that's yeah, yeah. ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous. All right, I'm going to turn the track down, and we're going to go into the part of the show that we'd like to call the bonus round. Bonus round. Bonus round. And half. The bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme. Um, we have members of Random Battle here on the show, and could you maybe share a track of yours with us today? Yes, this is the end of our new EP, Rebort, which is now available everywhere. Uh, this is Shining Force 2. It's a medley. It's, uh, well, 
It's a lot of songs. I'm not going to rattle them all off. I think there's like seven or eight songs. It's pretty long. It's pretty crazy. This was uh, our attempt to kind of reach into some weirder stuff, like some Dillinger escape plan-y kind of stuff (laughs) and territory like that, and then it gets weird and kind of jazzy. And Anyway, you'll hear.
That was Dying Wishes of Battle from the album Rebort from Random Battles. Thanks for sharing that with us. That was yeah, that song is a cool. journey. Thank you. Thank you. It me. is. Yeah. Well the game is a journey and we like to try to capture that. That was the we had been done a Shining Force One on the last album, so we wanted to kinda of do a, a sequel song that kinda of kept the same structure but, you know, plugged in all the new tunes. Mm. And that's like one of the reasons I love playing in this band. Rex you know, he puts most of this stuff together. You know, he does it a bunch of different ways. You know, he's got, I really like the way he looks at things. Because a lot of, like, rock-oriented video game music, like, cover bands have more of, like, uh, I guess a direct approach. But, mm-hmm. like, Rex is always, like, looking at, like, like having, you know, maybe one melody but with, like, something, you know, picking a different instrument that maybe, you know, wouldn't be picked usually. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, the progressions in that song are crazy. So you got, like, the sax solo. Yeah. And then it just goes to chaos. Like we had <laughs> when Rex made me learn that part, I was like, dude, like we had we're playing music, right? Like, what is this? Yeah. Like, and he's like showing me, he's like, You're this part, I'm this part, and I'm like, All right. And it's like chaotic. And it helps to write everything down first. Because I'm like, I'm I, it's like I mean it. I'm serious. It makes sense. Just look at it. You write it down. And you look at it long enough. It makes sense. Oh. Well, yeah, it does it does kind of sound like that kind of controlled chaos in sections and then everything kind of breaks mm-hmm. apart and you have like the piano and then the saxophone and then back into that controlled chaos again right right um yeah yeah, yeah i like the like to play with stuff like that mm. and shining force is always there's just such a wealth of stuff there that it's like you know i kind of just pick songs that are like this is my palette like i want this you know kind of progression i wanted to get like start kind of kick butt and get more kick butt more kick butt kind of chill out for a little while and then yeah. get like really nuts and then I don't know. It's got a, we got another minute and a half to fill. So bleh, <laughs> I'm playing a 15 note pattern. He's playing an 11, 11 note pattern, and a saxophone kicks in, and then we just play the theme at the end at half speed. Of course, I got to ask. So <laughs> easy you, peasy. You said your last album you did Shining Force One. This yes. album you did Shining Force Two. Is Shining yes. Force Three potentially on the docket for the next album? Uh, yes. Oh, buddy. Throw some rail Maybe in there. It might take a long time. But he, we, we have talked about it. Everyone yelled at me immediately and said, no effing way. <laughs> was really that was right long. before we played it live for the first time, I think. And we, we you know, that took about a month to tighten up. Because yes. obviously it's got a lot of moving parts. Well, now, and, Bill, I want you to I want to do the third one. And then when mm. we play a set, we can play, we, we play these five songs. Or we can just play all Shining Force for yep. a half an hour. We're shining back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just link it all together it's and just be super shiny. You could do that. Random battles <laughs> from Shining Force. <laughs> Join us at the Meyerhoff Symphony Theater. <laughs> a night with Shining Force. <laughs> with your hosts, Random Battles. So um, the, the track I picked is a classic battle theme. This is Those Who Fight. Oh, nice. And, nice. This, and this is arranged awesome. by the consoles. Souls, S O U L S. So I had this on my short list, actually. This was my backup song. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, this is yeah. it's a fantastic arrangement. These are oh, some yeah. great musicians. So this is um, Those Who Fight from the Consoles.
got the limit break. Hey! Oh! <laughs> you better not attack with his tail's up! Oh! Hey! <laughs> 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 I came out of nowhere and it was perfect! <laughs> This is uh, Those Who Fight from the Consoles, S-O-U-L-S, uh, 
one of my favorite arrangements ever of this this song. It's just so good. Um, so I hope you, good. Yeah, I hope mm. you guys liked it. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah, I loved it. That's awesome. Mm. Because I can always get down with saxophone guitar harmonies. I mean, yeah. how often do you get a chance to hear that? That's literally awesome. not a single time in music up until that song. <laughs> 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 uh, maybe I don't. I feel like we've okay. All right, maybe I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> You guys gonna be all right? <laughs> <laughs> but we're fine over here. It's such, that is a great track though. Like I think they may have a new fan in me though because yeah, I am usually the man who's all about hey rock tracks and metal tracks and whatnot. But this mm. this feels like refined game music, the kind of music you could sip a glass of wine to. Yeah, they definitely stick true to like the original notes and the themes, but um, kind of play around it. But they always kind of really center their songs back onto the themes. So got some some groups they their arrangements are a lot more out there. You know what? I need to find a bunch of music like this and host a wine and cheese party. Yeah, wine wine and cheese and, and tell game music. none of the guests that it's all game music. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Like you just enjoy game music, suckers. <laughs> Eat your I cheese. use game music at weddings every once in a while back when I was a wedding DJ. Oh no kidding. What was, yeah, uh, what I was used, some tracks? Uh, Aris's theme for yeah. uh and like when the bride and groom entered the uh, the dining room, nice. Like the announcement music, I got to do that once or twice in like a castle. What uh, the place up in Lutherville, the country club? Okay, and you guys are kind of lo- local to here, so yeah. you might know what I'm talking about. I know a bit about yeah, that, Lutherville. Big, yeah, yeah. There's a country club, this huge spiral staircase. It's like two two like floors. So I had like the heiress's theme going. Like when the full orchestra kicked in, when they like hit the floor. It's pretty great. That's cool. It's awesome. I definitely did. I was at one wedding many years ago, back in two twenty towns in New York, and they the bride and groom selected. It was the Legend of Zelda main theme done in a style like this, and it was something hilarious about the fact that you know all the gaming nerds in the audience was like, "Oh my gosh, the Zelda theme!" And the people who had no idea what it was like, that's a very melodious harmony. I wonder what you just select. What is this? Who composed this track? They was looking around Bach? like. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Haganini, perhaps. <laughs> this was. <Julio's. laughs> that was Nobuo Ui uh, Chopin. <laughs> uh, I gotta look him up. I gotta find him. What era was he in? Is he yeah. touring? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he died. Uh, this is like this is like you know, 16th century. His ghost oh. may be touring. <laughs> That's a shame. All right, Pranav, what's what's the we're gonna end us on? Well. I wanted to find a track from Earthbound, and I didn't find it, but I found a different one that sounded just as good, and it's by a composer that I'm surprised I didn't get on the show sooner. Um, this track is Battle Against a Weird Opponent from the game Earthbound, and it's done by Family Jewels.
great. Yes, you. <laughs> oh, oh, I was too kind of enthralled there. This is battle against a weird opponent from the game Earthbound, done up by the Man Family Jewels. I first learned about this guy because he did tracks in one of the versions of Crypt of the Necro Dancer. That's where I've heard it. Ooh. Huh. That's where I saw that. It was from Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's different versions of the music. Yep. Ah, that's where I saw mm. that. Yeah, good stuff. This is a spectacular Very cool. beat. And now I, I just want to get, find solid remixes from every Earthbound Battle Track now. New Age Retro Hippie, the uh, cute little UFO, the Criminal Caterpillar. So many great monsters in that game, and all of them get sick licks to play out to. Oh, man. Oh, I love this track. Yeah, Earthbound's got some really, really interesting music. It's like very they, – they, they just really experimented with what they could do and, and what they could kind of – fit into such an odd game to begin with, right? Yes. And you said that you had started playing it last year. Did you end up playing it through completion? I haven't, no, I didn't beat it yet. I was playing it on... Um, so um, my daughter, Harley, has had a Wii U, and it had, like, you know, I could download Super Nintendo games on it, so I downloaded that game, and then the screen broke on it. So oh. I need to find another way to be able to play it again. But like I said, like... I I was like I knew Ness from Smash. <laughs> That's like all I really knew, <laughs> yeah. and I knew about some of like the locations because of Smash. Mm. Um, but then when I actually played the game, yeah, like I immediately the soundtrack. Like I was like, all right, this is like definitely worth a playthrough. So yeah, I will get I will get back to it, if not just to listen to all of the music. It's totally worth your time. Trust me, friend. Though I understand that Wii U screen breaking because as a game collector head over here, like. I always try to future-proof all my crap. Yeah, you can only go so far. And with the <laughs> Wii U, they went overboard with it because from what I heard is that they never sold that screen as a separate accessory. What? Like they yeah, only... it's tough to replace. I don't know what they were thinking with that. They should have at least had him at their factory, something that just says, hey, we know it's a screen. <laughs> well, they want you to like buy the whole system again? Apparently. Oh, I don't rough. know what their deal is there. <laughs> like, replace my, sy- my freaking screen. I mean, mm. I gave you money. In turn, ensure that my system will last. That's well, all. Well, this was a good bonus round. And for more... Hell in, yeah. For more information on the bonus round part of the show and for um, links to um, the artist bios, band camps, SoundClouds, Patreon pages, everywhere where you can get the music, support the artists, buy their music, support the artists, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have all the information there. <laughs> All right, I want to thank you for joining us on episode 12-4 of Rhythm and Pixels. Our focus on random battle music with the band, or members of the band, Random Battle. Is it Random Battles or Random Battle? Random Battles. Battle Battles. They're allowed to have battles. more than one. Yes. There's <laughs> always more than one. <laughs> yes. Always. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> so I, I, I really like, I love RPG music. Battle music's always exciting, and it's good to um, have other perspective on the show. Other people bring in their own their own music. Um, thanks for coming out. Thanks for 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 enjoying this with us. Thanks for making hey, me choke on my coffee two times. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. <laughs> no problem. Thanks, Anytime. Guys. Thanks that was for a lot of fun. Us. 
Yes, it was. So um, if you want to uh, maybe uh, tell our audience uh, you know, where they can find more of your music or maybe where you're playing next. Uh, well, we're taking a little hiatus right now while Lauren and I have a little baby. Sure. But uh, we should be back in the summer with uh, what is coming up first. I think is um, not Friends Fest, but... Uh, what is the next thing we have on the books? BitGen, I think, right? I think July? So. Yeah, BitGen in July. BitGen. Yeah, yeah BitGen July 26th, I believe, is our next show. But until then, uh, you can check out our music at randombattles.net or randombattles.bandcamp.com or uh, iTunes or anything like that. Just type in our name. Now, where can we get more of your comedy stylings? Uh, you can find more of my comedy stylings at rexanderson.net. Uh, it'll seem strangely like just uh, voiceover, <laughs> and that's because it is. <laughs> it works on a meta level. Oh, I can think that. I think that just works. Think about it. Hmm. Yeah. And if um if you want to get in contact with the show, why don't you send us an email at rhythmandpixels at hotmail dot com. And for more information about our show, a full track listing from every episode. Um, go to the website rhythmandpixels.com um, if you want to check us out on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram you want to say hello over there just go to um, just look us up Rhythm and Pixels all one word um, and if you like the show if you like what we're doing you want to help us out a little bit go to patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels and you can help us out there there you'll get access to uh, monthly live streams of us recording the show kind of sit in on us recording and just you know have fun you know yell at us over the YouTube live chat scratching our beards um, you also get uh, free uh, mixtapes of the original video game music from every episode of uh, the most current episode every week and we want to thank all of our Patreon subscribers. We want to thank Alex the Messenger. We want to thank Carlos, Morton Gangso, Enric Anderson, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast, Brian Pitt, Chris Murray, and David Smith. Thank you all so much. All wonderful gents and always appreciated. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I want once again, thank you guys, um, Rex and John, for taking the time out to, just to chill out with us, listen to some great tunes. Cool. Likewise, thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. And we will see you next week at StacyCon 94, (laughs) where we'll have plenty of Bort license plates and now possibly Rebort license plates. Rebort license plates. (laughs) Be there and be square. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this has been the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Thank you all for listening. Have a safe week. And remember. Battles are something that you always have to deal with in battle and deal with in fight in life. But as with the topic of the episode, you don't always get to choose when those battles show up, nor what the criteria for winning the battle will actually be. So rather than stress about just focus on just keeping yourself groomed, improved, keep growing yourself and just enjoying life as becoming as better a person as you can be so that when those battles do finally rear, 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 flashing your face, you're ready to take them on in the best condition you could possibly be in for them. It's just worth doing. I'm going to cut the music at the very end there. That is perfect. Oh, wow. Just as a little, a little extra Easter egg. <laughs>